heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome into the Locked On Browns podcast. I'm your host, Jared Mueller, and thank you for stopping by today for your Browns On Demand Sports Radio. And that is really what we want to be here at the Locked On Podcast Network is your day-to-day on-demand sports radio. For you longtime fans, we want to give you an alternative to what you have been getting for years, a different voice, a different avenue to look at things. For those of you who have been on Twitter for a little while and just looking for a voice for your fandom, that is what we're here for. And so we look forward to bringing you Monday through Friday a good 15 to to 20, 25 minutes of Cleveland Browns coverage. So whether that's on your commute to or from work, while you're cooking dinner, while you're just hanging out outside, while you're shoveling the snow, we want to provide you uh, the type of sports radio talk that you desire. And so we love your feedback when we take that at any point in time. Um, We will be putting out opportunities to be a part of our mailbag. Uh, to interact on Twitter uh, in any way that we can uh, engage the fan in what they are looking for instead of throwing down your throats what we think you are looking for. And so uh, really looking forward to this opportunity. The Lockdown Podcast Network has so many great writers, analysts, and just sports fans that I'm just really excited to be a part of everything that's going on. Uh, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And so, uh, again, I am your host, Jared Mueller. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Just a little bit about me, born and raised in Sandusky, Ohio. Like many of you, a Northern Ohio person, a, a person who is just raised on the Indians, the Cavs, the Browns, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. I learned to read from my older brother uh, using baseball cards and just love what sports does for community, Uh, loves how it it draws us together, gives us something to talk about, and just excites us. And so uh, being from the home of Cedar Point, John Gruden and Orlando Pace, exciting sports, all of those things just are a part of what is the bedrock really of our social life, our fun, our family, uh, and our community. And so um, that is really kind of my sports upbringing, uh, something I've always been interested in, something that has really been a part of what my family has been about. And so for the last uh, six to seven years, I've covered uh, Cleveland sports and the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, whether through the fan-sided network or now as a part of Scout. And so you can find me on the OBR the Wine and Gold Report, and the soon-to-be-released Clee for Me, where we cover all of the Cleveland sports as well as the Ohio State Buckeyes with a little variety thrown in, whether that's wrestling or food or um, anything that my eclectic writing staff wants to bring to you. So, again, look forward to coming to you Monday through Friday, five days a week, um, for your Browns coverage. So, I uh, just want to kind of go right into it. And so, 
Um, tonight, we have the last preseason game, but this week has been all about the moves and the future of the Cleveland Browns. So we had some big ones. Uh, waving Paul Kruger, our outside linebacker, who, while he hasn't had the impact that maybe his contract has stated he should, really was our best outside linebacker. He was able to rush the passer, get pressure, but also uh, was stout enough against the run. But for the Browns, it just wasn't good enough. Why pay someone that much money who really isn't making the impact that we think he should and really isn't going to be the difference between wins and losses? We paid him all that money last year for two sacks and a 3-13 and record. And so instead of those snaps going to Kruger, now Emmanuel Agba, Nate Orchard, Joe Schobert are going to get those snaps. And so we have young guys that are going to develop Instead of just throwing Paul Kruger out there, because he is, at this point in time, better than those three guys, but his upside and his future is not with the Browns. He's already hit his upside. He's already made the impact that he's going to make, and it just wasn't good enough. And so for the Browns, they gave him an opportunity to prove what he could do during training camp uh, and through the first three preseason games, and they just didn't see it. They didn't see a player who could lead the team, could make a dramatic impact. And as Hugh Jackson talks about expecting to win, Kruger wasn't a big factor in that. And so why not move on? We've seen a Browns defense that struggles. It struggles to get a pass rush. It struggles to stop the run. Putting all that money into Paul Kruger, putting those that playing time uh, onto Paul Kruger instead of the young guys, just stunts their development and really probably creates more frustration as, as Hugh Jackson looks to create a culture change. And so while Kruger was probably and still probably is one of the Browns' best outside linebackers, it just wasn't the right fit. And so while that's more talent out the door, it's, it's not talent that was going to be around when the Browns were ready to compete. So let's invest our time and our energy in talent that will be around. Then you have a young guy like Kwan Williams, who was waived by the Browns, picked up by the Chicago Bears, but then failed his physical yesterday. There's drama there, right? Williams didn't like that Jamar Taylor was brought in and allowed to compete. And at some level, uh, by most reports, he beat Kwan Williams out. Uh, and so Williams didn't handle his injury situation and, and playing time situation appropriately. Uh, by all regards, not taking the Browns off the hook. But Williams decided to take kind of matters in his own hands. And so um, the Browns suspended and fined him. And now he's not on the team. And so that's another young talent, an undrafted free agent, who's just not there to develop. But for Hugh Jackson, for the Cleveland Browns going forward, it's got to be about a culture change. There has to be lines drawn in the sand. And if we're going to do that, an undrafted free agent slot corner probably is the right place to do that. Those are the type of players that, while while good and talented, the Browns can probably do without. They've got picks stacked upon picks stacked upon picks coming up in the next few years, and so they can replace Williams. What they can't replace is, is really the impact of saying to players, hey, look, here's a guy who is talented, but you're not going to do it your way. Hugh Jackson, Sashi Brown, 
um, all of the rest of the Browns, they plan to be there for a while. And so they're not betting their time on a player who isn't bought into their system. And so that's what happens with K1 Williams. He's still injured. He could be a very, very good slot corner for the for another team in the future. But for the Browns, the impact that they want to make and what they want to see for their team, K1 Williams was not a part of that. And finally, you have the Andy Lee trade. If we can just be very honest, a fourth-round pick for a punter is ridiculous. The Browns fleece the Carolina Panthers. Now, that doesn't mean the Browns are gonna, aren't going to miss Andy Lee. His booming leg was the most impressive thing we saw on the field last year. His ability to put the ball wherever he wanted um, and, and to kick it as far as, as anybody we've ever seen uh, in Cleveland weather was great. And it's great for the Carolina Panthers who want to get back to the Super Bowl. A weapon like that is very, very much worth it. For the Browns, they can't turn down a fourth-round pick for a specialty player. It just doesn't make any sense. And so while it may look like the Browns are just stacking picks on picks and don't really care about winning, Andy Lee for a fourth-round pick, especially when his salary goes up each of the next two years, at his age, was just the right move. The Browns weren't looking to move Lee, though many people will talk about him not tackling uh, on that punt return touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and Hugh Jackson's reaction on the sideline. They didn't trade Andy Lee because of that. That's ridiculous. They traded Andy Lee because they got a fourth-round pick from it. And so a fourth-round pick is someone that we expect to be a starter down the line. And so the Browns took a position of strength, their punter, who wasn't going to impact winning games over the next year, two, or three, and traded him for what they hoped to be a starter for two or three years on a very, very cheap contract. They lowered their contract obligations, trading Lee, one of the highest paid punters in the league, and voila. So those are the three big moves that the Browns have made. At some level, they lost talent. They they cut players, they waived players, or they traded players that are more talented than some of the guys they still have on the roster, and even probably more talented than some of the guys they're going to have on the 53-man roster coming up this weekend. But they made moves that they thought made sense to them. And that brings us to tonight, the final preseason game for the Cleveland Browns. Our final chance to see Josh Gordon for the next four games as long as he keeps himself clean. So what are we looking for? The Browns play the Chicago Bears, who uh, some are actually saying are having the worst preseason of any team, which is a surprise with John Fox at the helm. Talented Jay Cutler, Alshon Jeffrey, Kevin White coming back, um, but definitely a team in transition. Uh, unlike the Browns, who really are tearing down to the studs, the Bears have moved forward without Brandon Marshall and now Matt Forte and are trying to figure it out kind of on the run. And so, uh, so far this preseason hasn't looked good. Uh, 22 to nothing loss to the Broncos, uh, 23 to 22 loss to the Patriots, and then a 23 to seven loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. So the opponent tomorrow night isn't really going to be uh, that impressive. Uh, so the expectations of a competitive game are, are interesting. Um, are possible depending on who the Bears decide to play and who they decide not to 
the Browns are planning to play their starters. They want to get a good idea of what they have in their team, who they're going to set kind of moving forward, um, especially on their defensive line, uh, linebackers, and uh, in the secondary. Their defense really is up in the air outside of Joe Hayden. Uh, Hugh Jackson's comments this week make it pretty clear that Tremont Williams is set to make the roster, even though as an expensive veteran who really has struggled uh, last year and then into this preseason, uh, looks like he's really set to at least make the roster, possibly as the number two corner with Jamar Taylor uh, on the inside. The Browns' defense has struggled, but the offense, which has really been the storyline and has excited Browns fans who, who haven't seen a great offense in years, really hasn't been consistent. And so is that something that Jackson's going to be okay with, the big plays uh, going along with the three and outs? Or are they going to try to establish a run with Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson, uh, and the like to really try to get that identity back to the run game with those big plays off of it? If not, the defense is going to be on the field a lot. And when you have a defense that struggles as much as the Browns do, that's going to be a problem. So I want to see tonight, what do the Browns do? Do they develop a more consistent run game, short passing game, uh, use the big bodies of Pryor uh, and Gordon more on slants and curl routes as opposed to just the deep nine routes? So that do they get Barnage involved over the middle a little bit more, which hasn't exactly been Robert Griffin III's strong suit in his career, uh, but something that will be very, very important, uh, stretching the seams, those kind of things. Does the Browns' offensive line block good enough? Are they, while they're trying to break in Cameron Irving at center and uh, figure out what they're going to do at right tackle, it looks like Austin Pastor is going to kind of lock down that position. Can they get enough push to allow a run game really to open up? The last few games, Crowell uh, really has made to, had to make something out of nothing on, on some of his carries, and so uh, he's done a good job of that. But can the offensive line... Uh, give Jackson some confidence that they can build on a run game? And can they keep Robert Griffin III healthy? Now, we saw that RG3 was uh, hit a lot last week, especially when Joe Thomas went out at left tackle. But that's going to happen. And so Dan France, Sean Coleman, the rest of the young guys, Spencer Drango, they're not up to uh, the Joe Thomas level. And so I, I would like to see Thomas and Robert Griffin III um, together. And so if Thomas goes out, I don't want to see Griff on the field. So that's going to be really important on the offensive side of the ball. Can they develop that consistency? Have they figured out what they want to do at right tackle? It looks like Pastor is going to take the position. How does Irving look? Um, just kind of the start of what could be a consistent offense with those big plays off of that run game and that short passing game so that they can keep the defense off the field. You have to play complementary football. And so with a defense that's going to struggle, hasn't been able to get after the passer, it's tough to have a, an offense that might go three and out on a regular basis and every once in a while hit those deep plays. And so um, the Browns may have to play that complementary football to deal with the fact that their defense is going to struggle. On the defensive end, what are we going to see from Ogbo? Are we going to continue to see uh, Nassib really make an impact at that five technique on the defensive line? Can Agba get pressure? And then really more importantly, as we saw last week with Jameis Winston, will there be any push up front from Danny Shelton? Or will Jamie Meters really take over kind of that role? 
because it doesn't matter what Nassib and Agba do on the outside if Jay Cutler and whoever else is going to be playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears can just step up in the pocket because there's nothing happening down in the middle. And so um, I want to see what happens there, as well as uh, if White and Alshon Jeffrey play. What does Jamar Taylor do? Is he able to uh, use his technique against their size? Without Williams, because of his foot injury, um, the Browns have been pretty limited out there. And so um, while Pierre Desir is third on the safety depth chart, they've been playing him at corner. Uh, Justin Gilbert has really looked like a lost cause outside of a couple plays where it looked like he may have regained his confidence. Um, He's not able to jam the way a big corner is supposed to. And he's not making the impact that the Browns want out of a top first round pick. And so Hugh Jackson, Ray Horton have given him every chance in the books. It'll be interesting to see how he looks in preseason game four and what that could mean for his future. They've been starting him and giving him a lot of opportunities and he just has not come through. And so a bad game could lead to him getting cut, which wouldn't be a shock to many Browns fans, but that's not normally how front offices and teams work when it comes to a young first round pick who has all the physical gifts in the world, just maybe doesn't have those football skills necessary. And so that's what we're looking for tonight. Obviously we want the Browns to come out of the game healthy. We want them to come out of the game with some type of idea of what their defense is going to look like something set as opposed to the last or the first three games where they have looked really unsettled about what they want to do, where they see their players, uh, and what they think about their team. And so hopefully we can see something settled going into tonight's preseason game four. And of course, uh, we'll be back here on the Lockdown Lockdown Browns podcast Friday to break it all down for you and to talk about what we did see, what we wanted to see. And what we're thinking going into um, the 53-man roster, as well as into week one. And so uh, that's really kind of what we're looking for uh, and look forward to really breaking down with you Friday morning. And so now is the part of our podcast. We're going to call this Listen Up, Tune In, and Click On. And so I really encourage you guys uh, to, to listen up to Chris Manning. If you're a Cavaliers fan like I am, his Locked On Cavaliers podcast is great. Uh, Chris is a part of the Fear the Sword uh, contingent and does just a great job uh, with his daily Locked On Cavaliers podcast. Uh, Chris's knowledge of the Cavs and uh, his ability to communicate that both in written and verbal form is just great. So he is our listen up person. Tune in is going to come out of left field. But for those of you who have liked wrestling at any point in time in your life, I really encourage you to check out the WWE Network. Uh, You can do a free one-month subscription to that. Uh, And then check out something called NXT. Uh, NXT is on tonight. Um, And as well as the Cruiserweight Classics are on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, And those are just really great opportunities to see pure wrestling, some fun wrestling. Um, But you can always watch... um, the back episodes, the last few episodes on the or on the WWE Network. Just a great opportunity for those of you who may be tired out of Raw and SmackDown and what wrestling became. You can see some, some really good storylines, but really just some great athletes doing uh, what they do best and really love to do in a really intimate environment uh, where the crowds are just great. And so uh, that'll be 
or tune in and then the click on again uh, you can follow me at the orange and brown report we have so many people who come into our forums on a daily basis just to to talk with each other to ask our insiders some questions to follow along with the fast lane uh, our insider lane atkins will really give you all of the inside scoops that you want uh, generally minutes hours and even days before uh, many of the other news outlets so it's great to be a subscriber to the obr so you can go to theobr.com to check out everything that we have there. I'll have my 53-man projection uh, sometime this weekend. And so that is our listen up, tune in, and click on. So again, listen to Chris Manning and the Locked On Cast podcast. Uh, turn on the WWE Network, get your free month subscription, and check out NXT and the Cruiserweight Classics. Uh, that are going on right now, just great entertainment value and maybe get you hooked back into wrestling. And then click on the OBR for everything Browns. And remember, here on the Locked On Browns podcast, we are going to be your on-demand sports radio coverage for your Cleveland Browns, bringing you interviews from those who cover other teams, other Browns people, um, those at Draft Breakdown who are going to join uh, the Locked On Pod Network, uh, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. They'll join us to talk about some of the people they can see the Browns drafting and how their seasons are going. We're going to bring you all-inclusive Browns coverage that you can listen to on your way to work, while you're taking a break, while you're mowing the lawn, five days a week, Monday through Fridays, maybe taking a couple holidays off here and there. So thank you for tuning in to our initial Lockdown Browns podcast. Again, my name is Jared Mueller. You can follow me at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And again, I look forward to checking in with you again tomorrow morning after tonight's Browns preseason finale against the Chicago Bears. Thanks again and go Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.